Relatively Speaking Podcast with your hosts, Jerry Mintz and Joseph Nardone. Welcome back to the Relatively Speaking Podcast. We are recording on Monday morning, October 3rd. This is our first ever October podcast in the history of the Relatively Speaking Podcast. Big things. I'm your co-host, Jared. Joining me today and every other day that we record this tremendous podcast is Joseph Nardone. Joe, how was your weekend? I'll tell you, it was probably the best weekend anybody's ever had in the history of weekends. Oh my gosh, what did you do? Uh, I I had the best day of playing video games Saturday, and the best night of watching Madam Secretary. Then on Sunday I had the best breakfast, the best bowl of Fruity Pebbles ever. Then I had the best lunch of leftover pizza, and then I had the best evening of after consuming football, the best football. I had the best evening of watching the best Fear the Walking Dead season finale. Now, of course, I have to ask, what makes all these things the best? I'm just pretending I'm Donald Trump. Oh, wow. We went there already. It is a Monday I don't have a Trump impression, so I couldn't do the voice. So I was just kind of hoping saying the best 95 times would suffice. It's probably not too hard to do a Trump impression. Do it. I mean, I don't know that I want to, uh, but what's... I had the best weekend, I had the best Fruity Pebbles, they were the best. That's a sad impression. The best sad. leftover lunch. But you know what I Let mean? Let me like, tell you something, Jared. <laughs> I don't know things for sure, but a good friend of mine told me that I had the best podcast voice. That's so much better than mine, and you were afraid to do that? I don't think, I think I just spoke weird. I don't think I necessarily you did, did it. You, you definitely did. At first I wasn't sold, but it, as you went on it got stronger. So I think it's the type of thing where, like, you could have done it, and I would have known who it was immediately without it needing to be good. <laughs> it's like it's like old school Borat impression. Like we get it, we know you're doing Borat. It doesn't necessarily have to be good, but we get that you're doing. It's so like it. a Macho Man impression. Everybody could do Macho Man. Okay? Oh yeah, everybody could do the Macho Man. Snap into Slim Jim. Like you just have to yeah. kind of like just go really burly with your voice. Yeah, you go deep. You you also it's not even just about the voice; it's about the fingers. Like you kind of have to do like. Oh the, yeah, like everybody even. I can't see you, but I imagine your fingers are moving. Oh yeah, of course you have to. Oh yeah, this it's Elizabeth. Similar, <laughs> it's similar to Trump, where you have. How would he get bit by a snake? Who who greenlit that idea back in the day? Yeah, that's pretty nuts. All right, we're all the way off the rails talking about. 80s wrestling at this stage of the podcast. We haven't even been recording for three minutes, but let's move on. Let's pivot. <laughs> Let, oh, man. Let's no, pivot. No, I'm okay. I, you know what? I was watching this thing the other day, Saturday Night Live. It. Let's it, hear your, your backwards apology. To no, okay. So Saturday Night Live, they did a skit of like a round table, and the woman said, okay, let's pivot. And I'm like, fine, Jared wins. America wins, guys. Everybody wins. Good SNL, people SNL, low-key, very good on Saturday night. Thank you, Saturday Night Live. I did not see it this week. I heard good things about it, though, but I, not, I didn't Still not see enough it. Pete Davidson. Yeah, that'll happen. I thought this was going to be a big season for him. Also, I saw Keenan was on the show Saturday doing his David Ortiz impression. I thought last season was his last season. So was he I. back, I, he I, back I, this year? Was he in the in the opening credits? He, uh, you know, I fast-forward through. I didn't watch it live. I fast-forward through the credits. He was in the opening monologue and the Ortiz impression. And he was in a couple skits, so he must be back. He was in a couple yeah. skits. All right, well, good. He's I been like there 16 seasons or something like that. That is insane. I cannot believe that. Um, Keenan but he's and really, Kel. He's, yeah, Keenan and Kel. He's really good on that show. I like, I like Keenan. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. The, some of the new cast really did well. Okay, sports. 
Sports. <laughs> All right, we're moving on to sports now. Sports. We had a, we, we had a wacky weekend. The NBA <laughs> is back. I, do I say that every Monday that we had a wacky weekend? No, but I just imagine like the wacky FM music hitting when you say wacky weekend. Like, bloop, 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 bloop. <laughs> Make the segment music for when I say wacky weekend. But really, we did have a wacky weekend in the NFL. Again, NBA preseason is back. That could be wacky as well. But let's stay with the NFL for now. Just to be selfish, Joe and I both went two and three in our week four picks. So now we are both eleven and nine, which isn't great, but it's still winning. But it's kind of you still got your mortgage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are still hanging in there. It's not like we're losing, so take that for what it's worth. We just had one bad week. This is the first week we went under five hundred. This is our first losing week. I'm not overly thrilled with it. Uh, I mean, some of the games we we both lost the Browns Redskins game, which the Redskins were eight and a half point favorites, and they win by eleven. Somehow, I wound up winning that Bills and Patriots game, which I figured was the one game I was definitely going to lose. But other other than that, I mean, you guys know what happened in the NFL yesterday. We don't really need to go over everything. Joe and I went two and three, both now sitting at eleven and nine. But let's move on and let's not talk about our picks because obviously, hashtag boring. Our picks don't matter. Let's get into some of the action. Let's get into some of the meat that happened this weekend. The end of an era. Yeah, we're going to talk about some some impressive things and some less than impressive things. And we're going to start with, I suppose, the less than impressive because our hero let us down yesterday. As Joe referred to him as the red, white, and blue mamba, Joe Kobe Brissett. (laughs) Loses his first game of his career. The Patriots lose their first game of the season, which, you know, we were talking a little bit on Friday about, or on Thursday, I'm sorry, about how this could wind up being a letdown game for New England, coming off such a big, impressive win against the Texans on Thursday Night Football. The Pats get shut out at home, 16 nothing, at the hands of Rex Ryan, who Joe claimed Belichick was going to beat him because he hates him. That was your big reason for picking the Patriots in that game, other than the Bills potentially being a disaster. But instead, the Bills come out, again, they, they shut out New England, their defense looks good, they run the ball all over the Patriots. Tyrod Taylor has a nice game, LaShawn McCoy has a nice game, and the Bills, after losing that Thursday night football game to the Jets and firing their offensive coordinator because their defense stunk, they come out and win two big games against the Cardinals and Patriots. Joe, what do you think of uh, the results of this game? What do you think it means for both teams moving forward? Well, I'm not sure how good Arizona is. And I'm not going to rise Buffalo stock because they bet a third-string quarterback. Um, New England leaves the Tom Brady suspension 3-1. and one. I don't think they could ask for a better situation. I think they were just hoping to come out of it 2-2. Two and two. So that's a net win for them, even though they lost over the weekend. Um, I think the um, direct to Rex Ryan's credit, his game plan was smart. He had his edge rushers stay on the edge, and then he tried to clog up the middle part of the pass, not the, the running lanes for Brissett to scramble, and kind of forced him into a passing role, which he wasn't necessarily horrible with, but without his ability to scramble, and uh, even with the design runs, it kind of took away from what he could do. And um, they didn't run the ball particularly well. So I actually put the loss more into Williams' overall running game than, than on Brissett. Maybe that's because I'm a Brissett homer now because he's a red, white, and blue mamba. But Rex Ryan's defensive plan was smart. And, I mean, he's a smart defensive mind. But I'm not ready to make Buffalo into anything other than I th- what they think they are, which is like a ho-hum, mediocre team. Right, that's fair. And I, I think that's pretty accurate when it comes to the Bills, as well as their game plan, as well as what didn't work for the Patriots. Brissett wasn't terrible. 
I mean, I think he, he completed 17 for 27 for 205 yards. The run game didn't get going the way it had in previous weeks, but, you know, I, I think what had been so successful for the Patriots leading up to this game was they had a good combination of throwing the ball and running the ball, which kind of opened things up for LeGarrette Blunt. You know, LeGarrette Blunt is a punishing running back. He's not the type of guy who's going to break off six yards per carry. He's more of a slow burn who, through the game, just... Slow up, burn? Was that intentional? <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Who winds up amassing, you know, touchdowns just by, by beating up the defense who doesn't know what to do between stopping the, the passing game and stopping the run. Yesterday, it was no surprise that New England was going to try to run the ball a lot. Again, it was their last game without Tom Brady, so... We figured they'd be sticking with their strategy of, of forcing the ball to blunt and running the ball on their defense. And again, the, the Bills didn't have a great defense coming into this game. So we thought New England might have a little bit more success running against them, but they, they essentially didn't. And they weren't able to get anything going in the air, despite Brissett not being terrible. Just wasn't good enough. I'm kind of surprised that you referred to him as just a third string quarterback after all the love we've shown him the last couple weeks. But I guess Future I Future Hall of Famer. There it is. Jacoby Brissett. I guess that's how it works in the NFL. You lose a game and it's who are you. But um, I, I don't know where where I stand after this game. I agree with you about Buffalo just not being that special of a team. We don't know how good Arizona is. We'll get to them in a little bit. But I think it's important that they had these two bounce back wins. I mean, going into the season, obviously, again, obviously the Patriots aren't the Patriots we're expecting by the end of the season. And the Cardinals seem to be in trouble. But... These were two teams we were talking about as potential Super Bowl favorites. So for the Bills to be able to get these two wins against two tough teams, it's it's big for them. It's a big But it's battle. not tough teams. We don't know. They face a Thursday quarterback in Arizona might stick. So stop saying they're tough teams. This same Patriots stop team. Stop being pro Rex Ryan, pro Rex the Ryan. Same, the same Patriots team shut out the Texans a week ago, so I'm not ready to say they're not. Paul Gosweiler stinks. Come on, man. Come on. I mean, he does, but anyway. <laughs> All right, so this wasn't an important game. This was just the Bills getting a win over an easy team. And, <laughs> we and the, Patriots, the Patriots cruising their last game without Brady. That That's fine. There you have it. Hashtag pow. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let, let's spice the show up. Let's do some bad tweets. Hit the music. Cry MJ memes with the side of some racism. Many hot takes. Some of them. Bad tweets. All right, so I'm going to lead off bad tweets. I'm going to lead off bad tweets today. Obviously, with the NFL being back on a Sunday, that meant bad tweets were in prime time, which I love. Lately, I've been struggling to find good bad tweets. I feel like NBA season really brings out the best. And then you just hop on Twitter on a Sunday morning, and there it is, making your day bright and miserable. So at 9.36 a.m. yesterday during the, the England game, which was the Indianapolis Colts and the Jacksonville Jaguars, which was not a pretty game. Jesse Kelly at Jesse Kelly DC tweets Antonio Cromartie just kneeled during the anthem. He's fathered twelve children with eight different women. That's hashtag Black Lives Matter. Hashtag inverse jacks. Ooh, there is a scorcher from one Jesse Kelly. Whose bio by the way reads Arise, Lord, deliver me, my God, strike all my enemies on the job. Break the teeth of the wicked. Palm oh. three seven. Oh boy, this guy. This guy's a really good person, apparently, and, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter is. is How come everybody with a super religious profile says horrible stuff all the time on Twitter? 
Uh, I don't know, man. I, this is it's funny. This isn't a tweet that I even want to dissect. I mean, it just it, it should be bad enough it's as it bad. is on, on on face value. It's it's really maybe racist. he was kneeling because he was tired, man. He has twelve kids. That's a lot of kids to take care of. You ever think we about know, that, Jesse Kelly, DC? We know why Cromartie was kneeling. I hate all these. I don't even know know what the word to use. They're they're like terrible analogies. It's a false equivalency almost. It's there's it's, nothing to do with the topic of what at all. why why what why Cromartie was kneeling. So instead of actually talking about the topic, we deflect they deflect into something that has nothing to do with it. It's like as if you asked me a question about me, and instead of asked, answering the question about me, I started talking about lobsters. It's continuous missing of the point, and it's been this way since Kaepernick first kneeled in the preseason, where instead of looking at what Kaepernick was saying, it's, well, he's disrespectful to the military. And as weeks go on, it's, well, what about black-on-black violence? Well, what about this that happened here? And it's just, it's, it's so ridiculous, and I really hate that so many people have tried to discredit, you know, the, the attention that's being drawn to a noble cause, in my opinion, whether you want to say that that's, you know, the whole Black Lives Matter movement or you want to say it's athletes drawing attention to social injustice, which since, you know, Kaepernick took his initial stance, every single week we've had another story come out that only helps further their point and prove, you know, what they're saying has weight behind it. And here you have a Jesse Kelly who completely misses the point. He's Again, not missing know, the point. He's deflecting the point on purpose. Well said. Well said. I don't like for Boo, our show- Jesse Kelly DC. You're gonna go to hell, even though you pretend to worship God. And we're gonna make fake theme music about you. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm gonna put that like that. I know you've heard it before. That epic theme music where we we almost use once for our show open, where it's like don 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 don. Do it. Do it. Be epic. We no, don't that, like to get that's too much work. That we don't song, like to get our too- songs were enough. Yeah, they, they were. We don't like to get too political on the show. We like to have a little bit You more say fun. this every show, and we're political every show. Just don't so we, be a jerk. We, we clearly like to get political. Just don't be a jerk. All right, Joe, what's your bad tweet, speaking of jerks? <laughs> All right, let's just... just you're, con- not a, you're, not, you're not the jerk. No, I know, I know. I meant I was laughing because we, we're, we're going to be really hard on that guy. Um, well, he's a jerk. Yeah, he is. Eric Rosenthal at Eric Sports. He's some guy. Um, a guy. I guess he's a blogger. Um, Antonio Brown is an all-time great receiver. Okay, so far so good. But it's really selfish of him to keep getting his 15-yard penalties after his touchdowns. Yeah, Antonio Brown, what are you thinking when your team's winning games by 30 points and you're doing cartwheels after after scoring touchdowns and running for 200 yards after the catch? How dare Antonio you have Brown. fun playing this sacred game of foosball? Respect your opponent. It's ridiculous that that you're giving the other team better field position. Which you're not, because the guy's still kicking the ball in the end zone. (laughs) Because nobody wants to have anybody return the ball anymore. Yeah, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, man, what an animal. Last night, he didn't even have that crazy of a game. Four catches catches for 64 yards and two touchdowns. Which is like like a really good game for anybody else. But for him, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Steelers absolutely destroyed the Chiefs last night, which neither of us were expecting, and Antonio Brown had some fun in the process. I wish he didn't have fun. I mean, it's it's aud- audacious, fun. audacious of these guys. To everybody have wants fun. everybody to be Barry Sanders, I guess. Just hand the ball over. Just I hand mean, it over. Don't be fun. Be as bland as possible. Then we'll get mad at you when your post-game speeches aren't fun. Yeah. The, I really like this bad tweet because the first response was, no, it's a stupid effing rule. 
not that Antonio Brown is stupid, but that the rule that is giving him penalties. I mean, there's there's been a lot of excessive penalties. I feel like every single NFL game I've watched this season has had an excessive taunting. Every touchdown. Penalty. Every touchdown is going to be a flag. Almost every so these, touchdown. These guys can't do anything anymore. And you know what? Like, sure, there are times where, like, I can understand hammering somebody for being excessive in a point where they shouldn't be excessive. You know, like... Like, if you're down 30 and you catch a ball for a first down, then you gyrate. Yeah. Or or you score a game-tying touchdown with two minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and then you pick one up. You know, it's it's situational. I can understand criticizing a person for not having more awareness, but, like, this was not the time to do it. You know, and most of the time that Antonio Brown has picked up these penalties, it hasn't hurt the team, so it's just... Football should be fun. Celebrating should be fun. Guys shouldn't be robots. They should allow to celebrate. And uh, Eric Rosenthal, this is a bad tweet, buddy. Boo, Eric Rosenthal, you did a bad tweet. Imagine if we made segment music for every bad tweet. Like, just individual. That's so much work. I'm not. Eric Rosenthal, your tweet is bad. You're going to pokey because you were a bad tweeter. (laughs) Send him to jail. All right, Antonio Brown went nuts yesterday, even though he had an underwhelming amount of receiving yards. A one wide receiver that had an overwhelming amount of receiving yards. Shout out to me for having the best transition in the history of this podcast. Yeah. Julio (laughs) Jones, man. Julio Jones went freaking bananas yesterday. I think he's good at football. He might that that's that might be a hot take there. I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure, but I think the numbers back me up. Julio catches 12 balls for 300 yards and a score. <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> Not even video game numbers. Like, you're just so absurd. They're, they're like, yeah, you can't do that in a video game. It's ridiculous. As the Falcons pummel the Panthers to a 48-33 Well, that, they didn't pummel it. Late game, Derek Anderson throwing picks like they're trick-or-treats in Halloween. The game was close in the last three they, minutes. They were all over them. The The Panthers scored 23 points at the end of that game. So, right, I mean, but the game was close with three minutes to go. It was, a tough, it was an eight-point game. Right. The and then, then Derek Anderson went full Derek Anderson. How is Derek Anderson still in the league? Because somebody needs to be the backup. Remember Derek he was good? No. <laughs> Remember? No. He was not the worst when he was with the Browns, I guess. That's the nicest thing I could say about him. Ooh. Falcons were up 31-10 to 10 going into the fourth quarter. By my account, they beat up on the Panthers on Sunday. So we could agree to disagree on that. It's not just indicative of the final score. Indicative. They were up up big in that game the whole game. Make segment music for the word indicative. Tevin Coleman. I mean, dude. 2.4 yards per carry. (laughs) I have to apologize because I think I said the Falcons stink like every (laughs) week heading into this game. And they apparently don't stink. They're 3-1. Matt Ryan looks like he might be the MVP of the league to this point. Oh, to this point, his team is three and one. He won. He won NFC Player of the Month or Offense Player of the Month. So Good for him. I don't think it's it's a stretch to say that uh, their offense is just sure. ridiculous, which we expected last year as they brought on Kyle Shanahan as offense coordinator. But this year they look good. They're running the ball. Matt Ryan also looks good. As I just they're not mentioned. running the ball well. They're, I mean, they did they did against the Saints. Here, here's the thing: they Saints didn't run stink. the ball well. Right, they didn't run the ball well last night, but they have so far through the season. At the same time, I mean, they've beaten up on bad defenses like the Raiders and the Saints. And, you know, now they beat up on the Panthers, who... Carolina's supposed to have a good defense. So Matt Ryan should get credit for having a great, a good game. He should. We don't know how good the Panthers' defense is going to be this season. You know, they lost Josh Norman, which was what everybody wanted to talk about on Twitter yesterday, even though Julio had big games against Josh Norman last year, too. Julio! The, The Falcons were probably the most impressive team to me yesterday. 
Do you have any takeaways from this game? Um, Julio Jones is a monster. Cam Newton, I feel bad for. Um, Cam left the game. Uh, is in the concussion protocol. Not not sure how serious it's going to be for him. He took a bad hit at the goal line. Still managed to score. Well, we'll have to keep our our eyes on that situation. Yeah, we'll keep our eyeballs peeled. Um, outside of that, um, both of these. I mean, Carolina's defense was supposed to be good even with the loss of Josh Norman. That doesn't appear to be the case. Um, it's still early in the season. Atlanta's defense should be, even though they're winning games, should be a concern, obviously. Um, 33 points is 32 points. And um, that's that's my hot take. That was pretty hot. I am left warm. Scorching. But, yeah, good for the Falcons. Uh, that was a big win. Um, you know, I kind of think we all thought this was going to be the Panthers' division this year, and if anybody was going to challenge them, for some reason it was going to be Tampa, who I just don't think is great, and I never did. Falcons look like they, they could legit be a playoff team this year. They have so many pieces on offense, and they just they, they keep coming out and winning these games in spite of their defense. So we'll, we'll see how good they are. This was an impressive win for them. Another team that we don't know how good they are, but also happens to be 3-1. and one. I can't believe this. I also think they stink and have said they stink. Los Angeles Rams, and again, this could just be a situation where the team they beat just isn't as good as we thought they were going to be, as they beat up on the Cardinals yesterday, and by beat up, I mean they squeak out a win. (laughs) The Rams scored a go-ahead touchdown in that game with about 2.30 left in the fourth, and the Cardinals now sit at 1-3. Joe, what are your takeaways from this game? My takeaways, uh, Drew Stanton still in the league, still throwing picks. Are you going to kill every backup quarterback today? Is that what you're going to do? I changed. Um... Did. I missed the old Joe. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, he threw two picks. He threw 11 passes. He stinks. He yeah. is awful. That team stands no chance if he's the quarterback. Um, listen, man, the, the Rams are good for beating a couple teams a year, and they're still going to go 8-8 eight and eight or 7-9. and nine. I'm not going to go nuts. They're not good. I mean, Case Keenum's not leading them to a division title. Um, this is obviously more about the Cardinals. If Carson Palmer could stay healthy, if Carson Palmer could be Carson Palmer. Um, the running game was pretty good yesterday. So I don't know why they didn't, like, you know, David Johnson didn't get the ball a couple more times, or even Chris Johnson. Uh, Chris Johnson got hurt in that game. It oh, looks did like he? He's, it looks like he might be done for the year. It was a non-contact injury to his uh, lower leg. Oh, well, he changed. Yes, he did, factually. And, uh, yeah, man, if I'm the Cardinals, I'm, I'm worried. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you have to be worried. Now, especially, they're 1-3. and three. They have a short week, and it looks like they're going to be without Carson Palmer on Thursday night when... They go to San Francisco, and, you know, San Francisco is not really good, but they didn't hold their own against Dallas, who might be good. Um, I, I think that the, the big story from this, though, is you're right. It's less about the Rams, and it's more about the Cardinals. Cardinals came into the game as, or into the season as potential Super Bowl contenders, and here they are now, 1-3, with the chance to go 1-4. And, and you know who they have in Week 6? The New York Football Jets. So, I mean, they could be 1-5 at the end of all this. Well, we'll have to wait and see, but I kind of agree with you saying the Rams aren't really that good. Case Keenum, we know who he is. We know what he is. He had a nice game yesterday, throwing for 266 yards and two touchdowns, but a lot of that was yak. And, um, yeah, Kenny Britt. Kenny Britt had a big day yesterday. Nice to see he's still alive and in the NFL. Yay, Kenny Britt. Make segment music about it. Kenny Uh, Britt, you got in trouble a bunch of times, but you're a really good receiver. Kenny Britt. All right. Speaking of three and one, teams, the only thing I can think that rhymes with Kenny Britt isn't a word I can say on the podcast. Great, good talk. Speaking of three and one teams, the Oakland Raiders. 
Another impressive win for them. Another impressive day. Another impressive day for Derek Carr, who, uh, I mean, he's a good quarterback, apparently. Carr goes 25-35, 199 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. And for a Raiders team that just isn't running the ball this season, it was really impressive to see them come out and, and beat up on Baltimore. We weren't sure how good Baltimore was heading into this game. Both teams were 2-1. and one. Uh, And I think both teams look really good. I think both teams look good, you know, moving forward. But the Raiders, just another impressive win, another game that kind of came down to, to the wire for them, and they emerged victorious. What do you think about the Raiders, Joe? I, I think they're in Oakland. No, um... Derek Carr is good, man. I'm, I was on the Derek Carr bandwagon last year. I stayed on it. I'm going to continue on it. I'm going to let him drive this automobile. Get it? This is last name's car. They can't run the ball, which is kind of concerning. Uh, he has really good weapons on the outside, outside though. Um, Mari Cooper, Michael Crabapple. Um, That's your boy. Crabapple. Um, I'm just going to keep saying throughout... This entire podcast because why do you I, call him Crab Apple if you don't mind me asking? Why not? Why why would I call him anything else? His name's Crabtree. So what? All right, just making sure. We just we, sure we call we call Jacoby Brissett Joe Kobe Brissett. I mean, we we is you, but that's fair. Joe Flacco. His name is Joe Flacco. Is he elite? <laughs> <laughs> Who was it that said Joe Flacco was elite? Was it Donald Trump that said Joe Flacco was elite? Oh, there, was a politi- there was a politician within the last like, year or two. I don't think it was Trump. I think it was like a normal politician that actually said it. Normal no, politician. no, you're right. It is. Somebody asked him during uh, like a video thing, like Q&A. Yeah, so that means he's not. He had a, good, he had a pretty decent game yesterday. He did. He's having a nice season. Baltimore's having a good season. That that's another team that, you know, just can't really pick up the run game because they have they 95. They ran the ball real well yesterday. Right. Yeah, they they have 95 running backs and yesterday was the first day they committed to one of them as Terrence West goes 21 for 113. They should trade for CJ Procise. Oh my god. Why do you do this? Nobody wants to talk about CJ Procise ever. Do you know Devin Actually, Hester's on the Ravens? I didn't know Devin Hester was in the NFL. He he fumbled yesterday. Did he really? Yep. Wow, is he still returning punts? He returned four kicks yesterday, averaged 31 yards of return. With the line at 60, so he's still apparently pretty solid at it. That's not too bad, actually. That's no. pretty good. Anyway, Raiders, again, the Raiders are 3-1, and one, and that was another impressive win that kind of came down to the end of the game, which is, what, like their third win this season that's come near the end of the game. So they got the juice, their clutch, Jack Del Rio, big cojones. Speaking cojones. of the big days. Speaking of cojones, you're Denver Broncos, Joseph. That's right. Denver Broncos, Denver Broncos get another win, but finish the game with a new quarterback. Not the worst oh. quarterback in the NFL. I mean, Trevor Simeon's not the worst quarterback in the NFL anymore. Poor Trevor he, Simeon coming out the huge game getting hurt. Yeah, that was rough. Simeon leaves yesterday's game with a sprained AC joint in his non-throwing shoulder. Uh, he's expected to miss a game or two, unless Paxton Lynch looks as good as he looked yesterday over the next potential game or two. Joe, what are your thoughts on your rookie quarterback, Paxton Lynch? Uh, so Denver does a really – Gary Kubiak does a good job protecting his quarterbacks from putting them in situations where they are asked to do too much. But from what I saw of him, he's clearly more dynamic, athletically, arm strength, size, everything. Like He's clearly going to be the quarterback at some point. Um, obviously, the fear is he's young and he's not ready. Um, but if he doesn't make mistakes, or mistakes relative to how many Trevor Simeon would make, he's the better quarterback. Um, Denver really couldn't run the ball all that special yesterday. 
And uh, I mean, Tampa Bay. I guess I guess they stayed. I I'm, I really don't know what else to say about them. We thought maybe they'd be better at least offensively this year. Winston looked good early and then just fell apart as the game went on through two picks. He had a QBR of forty two. Um, they couldn't run the ball as well either. Um, Denver just has so many weapons on the outside. You have Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders. You have Virgil Green, who is I don't even know if Virgil Green is actually good. Um, He's been hurt too. He's missed the last two games. No, I know, but that, well, I mean, who are we going to talk about? Jeff Huerman. We uh, talk about Jordan Norwood, your boy. Jordan Jordan Norwood is my boy. He had two catches yesterday. Uh, Ta- Devontae Booker. I like how they use their fullback, whose last name I can't pronounce. Uh, if I'm if I'm a Denver fan, I'm not necessarily worried that Simeon's hurt. I'm more interested in see how Sim, uh, Paxton Lynch plays over the next game or two, and just know that the defense is the is probably the it is the best defense in the NFL. And I mean, Derek Wolf continues to be a monster, and yeah, obviously a Bond Miller. And I mean, they're good. They're just their defense is really good. The key to leave apparently went in the time machine and became 25 years old again. He had two picks yeah, yesterday. He- he looks amazing. It's it's incredible how good he is. He, yeah, he's probably a Hall of Fame cornerback. I think so. Uh, I don't think he gets nearly enough pub. And Chris Harris Jr., I think he was under the radar, underrated for the last two years. I think he's properly rated now as a world beater. So, like, I don't know. They're, they're, re- they're really, 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 really good defensively. Yeah, and we'll find out how good they are, regardless of who their quarterback is. They play the Falcons next week, who we were just gushing over, and that offense is just amazing. So it'll be a big test to see how good this Broncos defense is. And offensively, you know, if they're not able to get Simeon back, which, again, we weren't all that crazy about Trevor Simeon to begin with, but it'll it'll be an interesting game seeing whoever the quarterback is go up against the Falcons defense that's giving up a ton of points. So you should feel pretty good if... Paxton Lynch has to start next week, that he should be able to play okay against Atlanta. And if, if Simeon has to miss the next two games, they get the Chargers the week after. So Broncos are in good shape Paxton Lynch. Yeah, the Broncos are in good shape moving forward. They look like they might be the best team in their conference, certainly by record. They're 4-0, right? They, they haven't lost a game yet. Correct. So the Broncos are in good shape. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is for them. We kind of knew that heading into this season as... It was a story for them all year last year, and they still won a Super Bowl. So maybe Paxton Lynch can develop into into the guy for this team for this year. Again, it's it's disappointing to see Simeon go down after having such a big week last week. Good for Simeon, up- by the way, for like smiling and cheering Paxton Lynch on the sidelines. I don't know if you saw that, but like he legit showed what appeared to be earnest and sincere joy for Paxton Lynch playing well. Good for him. So that, I, mean, I always like that. Like he's like realistically like. He's watching a dude possibly taking his job and his money. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when you see when you see somebody be like, "Hey, good job, kid," it's like because he's probably he's like only two years older than Paxton right. Lynch anyway. So it's, even it, though he looks like he's like ten years older than him. This is true. Well, Pat, I mean, Pat, Trevor, Trevor Simeon went to Northwestern. He's got a lot on his mind. He's a smart guy. Yes, are we sure he's not like a Chris Winkie and that he wasn't like twenty eight playing in college and now he's oh. like a thirty year old NFL player? Brandon Chris Wheaton. Wheaton maybe he's really Brandon Wheaton. Maybe he is Brandon Wheaton. He is too far of a strong, too too strong of an argument to be Brandon Wheaton. (laughs) Too far of a strong? Too far of a strong. Too far. (laughs) Did you know that when it snows, my eyes become wide? Wow, we got to get Seal on the podcast. It's official. I actually had the Batman Forever soundtrack now that you sing Kiss from a Rose. Baby! We're old, you guys. There are people listening to this that don't know what we're talking about. If you don't know Seal Kiss from a Rose, you could crawl in a hole. 
and die. Wow. That's a great way to transition as we that's, don't have anything else NFL to talk about, pivot. right, Joe? There's nothing no. else you want to mention. Pivot. You're not allowed to say the word pivot. It's my word. Let's do <laughs> let's do <laughs> never mind. I can't, say, I can't say that on there. No, you shouldn't say it. I don't know what you're going to say. I don't want to know what you're going to say. Anyway, that that's all that we wanted to talk about NFL-wise. Joe and I said before we recorded that we don't care what happens tonight in Monday Night Football. Nope. It should be a slugfest. I'm going to watch Monday Night Raw. Yeah, I will probably not be watching that. Watch the Cruiserweights. TJ Perkins, maybe. Sure. I don't even know what that is, but I'll take your word you're for it. You're missing out. Let's, let's move on. And Sam Hinkie didn't die from foot surgeries. Oh, gosh. No, Sam Hinkie did not. But it appears that the Sixers could... Do I, have, do I have podcast Tourette's? You might. I think I do. It's feasible. I think we'll have to look it up, take you to a doctor, find that out. But as you were saying, Sam Hinkie did not die for this. It appears the Philadelphia 76ers may be tanking yet again as first overall pick in the 2016 draft. Ben Simmons has a broken foot. I believe it's a Jones fracture, which is the fifth metacarsal, which is all the way on the end of the foot. It's essentially like the pinky toe bone. But this is a bad injury. I think this is the same one Joel Embiid had coming into the NBA. This is the injury that Kevin Durant had two seasons ago that kept him out for the year, essentially, even though he returned for a little bit. Not a good prognosis. I mean, the, the official report is that Simmons is expected to miss maybe the first couple months of the season, but... You just you worry with injuries like this. You look at the Sixers, and granted, it's not Sam Hinkie's Sixers, but you know they're going to be cautious with their rookie. It's not the type of injury to rush back from. I I mean, I know the Sixers want to be competitive this year, relatively, but um, I think that you kind of have to err on the side of precaution when it comes to Simmons. Joe, what do you think of this injury? And I'm going silver lining in this gloomy cloud. Let's hear it. Dario Sarge is about to become... A megastar. Yeah, so he's going to take all the Rookie of the Year shine? Oh, yeah. Well, Joel Embiid might take all the Rookie shine. I don't know. It's gonna be, right. They're going to be splitting votes. Because you're both going to average 20-20. Wow. I mean... I, I'm reporting this first. That's my... Nobody take it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think Embiid's going to be on a minutes restriction. So, I mean, maybe this could be the year of Dario. I'm really bummed out, though. I wanted to see all these guys play together. I wanted to see them have them being the Sixers. I wanted to see them have three first-team all-rookies this year. I really like all these guys. I think we declared last week that the Sixers are the official team of our podcast, so clearly, Joe, I know you're all in. Oh, I'm all in. It's just disappointing. It, it, it sucks, because you want you want them to get an honest shot at playing together for once, and they haven't since this team's been put together, and this was the year we thought it was going to happen, and now the newest, latest, top prize shiny car piece is broken. And it stinks, and it stinks for him, and it stinks for Sixers fans, and it stinks for the the team. And I think it stinks for the NBA too. It does. Beyond, it stinks beyond, for everybody. Nobody gets to stay healthy. What's wrong with the water in Philadelphia? It's beyond the Sixers. Streets too. of Philadelphia. No, nope, when did when did this turn into? I don't even know. It's like it's a singing podcast. I don't hate it, but Ben Simmons had like if he didn't wind up in Philadelphia. He has such megastar potential where, like, it wouldn't have just been about the Sixers and the Sixers stopping their tank. It would be about this guy could be the next huge rookie prospect. I mean, the, the comparisons might be bat crazy, but he's been compared to guys like LeBron and Blake Griffin, sheerly based on his size and skill set. I mean, if you aren't familiar with Ben Simmons, he's a 6'11 power forward who 
moves like a guard, passes like a guard, dribbles like a guard, but rebounds like a monster and will dunk all over everybody, despite being called, you know, somebody who doesn't care about basketball or whatever other terrible things have been said about him. I've been all in on Ben Simmons. I mean, we've talked about him on the podcast a lot over the last few months. I, I wanted to see him just be a beast more than I really cared about the Sixers getting back on track. I'm a big fan of Ben Simmons. I really was all in on the guy in high school. I think, he's, I, I think he's a mega talent. Yeah, I, I love the guy. I think he's awesome. Whoa. Yep, I said it. I said the L word. I L word Ben Simmons. I just, I'm, I'm really disappointed. Little heartbroken. Let me ask you a question. When you talk about players and you say love, I'm sure like you say like you love whatever player here and there. Do you think you say that term no, love no. more than you do to your fiance? Absolutely not. I love that girl to death. I would say. Do you do you feel that way towards your wife? I feel that way, but I probably don't. I probably say I love players more than I love her. Interesting. I'm so a cold love, man, Jared. So you've uh, <clears throat> you've announced your love for Bootsy Thornton more frequently than you have. For oh, your definitely, wife. definitely. Joan Ardon, folks, there he is. Um, there, there's nothing really left to say about the whole Simmons Sixers thing. It just you sucks. know, if we finally evolved to the point where we didn't, we don't even need this pinky toe. We wouldn't have this issue. <laughs> there it is. That's science, you guys. Science. <laughs> but, but on a serious note, I saw a couple of people mention it, and we we did say it last week. Simmons apparently gained like 30 pounds of muscle since leaving college. A lot of people want to speculatively you know, correlate the injury to that bit of news that he's bulked up so much and that big guys just can't add that much weight that quickly. That could have legs to it. I, I just don't know. It's it's just, it's a bummer. And I hope he gets back. I hope he gets back on the basketball court this year. And again, with this type of injury, you just, you hope it's not that serious that it doesn't linger on forever. And I mean, we'll have the same concerns with Embiid this year as he's recovering from foot and knee injuries. When you're big, it's it's just it's hard to have an injury like this, and it stinks because he's so young. But again, I don't I don't want to dwell on this more than we already have. Get, yeah, way to bring the show down, Jared. Way to make all the, the whole city of Philadelphia depressed. Sorry, Philadelphia. Joe will go back to singing your song, but uh, let, let's move on and let's let's talk a little bit. And by a little bit, I mean very little. NBA preseason tipped off Friday night. Joe, does it matter? No, does not matter. So we saw Kevin only injuries. We saw Kevin Durant in a Warriors nope, doesn't matter. uniform for the first time. Nope. We saw him miss seven of the nine nope. shots he took. Nope. Stephen Curry's back. Nope. I want you to react like this. Pat nope. McCaw. Pat McCaw. How about Pat McCaw? Can we get some love for Pat McCaw? Awesome. You could say no. It's fine. Ian Clark scored eight points in that Well, game. that's I'm important. I'm surprised you didn't want to talk about that. Well, I mean, you usually shut down my, my random love for random basketball players like Ian Clark, so... Well, now that I know that you profess it more than you do the love you have for your wife, I will allow you to continue because I know it's important to you. Ian Clark, man, he was a beast in college. He's gonna he's gonna have a bigger role on Golden State this year, and he's a good player offensively. He's a good player, and he fits that system well. I don't think he could be in the NBA on another team, to be honest. But in Golden State, he is the perfect fit. That's fair. Two two big guys. While while we're talking about not being able to play in the NBA anywhere else, but being a good fit. JaVale McGee Ooh. had his return to the NBA the other night, and he looked pretty good. Again, stats do not matter in the preseason. Nope. Five points, five points, four rebounds, three blocks. I saw somebody on Twitter, this almost became our bad tweet, talk about how JaVale McGee could fill Andrew Bogut's role with the team because defensively he's about as good of a rim protector as Oh, no! Andrew yeah, Bogut's that, so good. 
that's a guy who looks at blocks per game and thinks that that's what determines who a good defender is. <sighs> JaVale McGee, I will be impressed if you're on the final roster, but it was a good start for him. Good also, for re- really, talking about young guys who could be a bigger part of this Golden State Warriors team next year, James Michael McAdoo played some important minutes and looked like an NBA player, which I know. I feel like he got some big minutes in the finals for them in one game where it was like, they're pulling McAdoo off the bench? What's this guy doing? But since Joe and I are such big college basketball guys, we're going to talk about former college basketball guys who we didn't think stood real chances in the Quiet NBA. Quiet rumors, DeMontis Sabonis is a beast. There it is. There's your DeMontis. Yeah, we heard a little bit about DeMontis this weekend. A lot of good reports coming out from him out of uh, Thunder Camp. Could you imagine if there was such a thing as Thunder Camp? It just sounds fun. It does sound fun. Like, what would I you guess. do at Thunder Camp? Just hide? Like, in a tent? Yeah. Wear headphones. I don't know. Probably. Because if there's no lightning in Thunder Camp, it's not that bad. It's just thunder. Yeah, it is just thunder. Um, good talk. Yeah, I think that that's all I got for the Doesn't NBA. Doesn't thunder a lot in Oklahoma City? Is that why they're called the thunder? Maybe. I mean, they get tornadoes, I guess. So, they have so why aren't they the Oklahoma City tornadoes? Maybe because tornadoes are too damaging and you don't want to do that. Speaking of team names and them being true, how about Tampa Bay? I mean, the Tampa Bay Lightning are the NHL team in Tampa Bay, and they've had to delay two games already this season, two Buccaneers games, because of Lightning. So that's real, yo. Yeah. Are there any Broncos in Denver? I don't know, man. I I don't want to get into this right now because I think this a lot with professional sports teams. I'm trying to think. Oh, the Lions. There's no Giants in New York, is there? I don't think there are, and I can't imagine there are any in San Francisco. But There's lots of Jets in New York. Why is Detroit Why is Detroit the Lions and Tigers? Do they oh, have, my. <laughs> they have, do they have Lions and Tigers? No, they should be like the Detroit automobiles. Right. That's what I would think. All right. We're getting absurd, so let's pivot and let's do some absurd questions. Hit the music. It is time for the absurd questions portion of the podcast. Absurd! Questions. Jerry, would you like to go first? I would like to go first. All right, you go first. Joe. Jared. <laughs> if you could eat only one ice cream flavor for the rest of your life, chocolate. what would you Just chocolate ice cream. That's it. You wouldn't get, like, Rocky Road or, like, Nope, something. chocolate. Give me the plain stuff. I don't need to be backed up. Chocolate works. If, now say, you had your choice between either an ice cream flavor or, like, an ice cream bar or, like, some kind of ice cream dish, would it still just be plain chocolate ice cream? Hmm, see, that that's like, where it gets interesting. I know what you mean. Like, like a specific kind of ice cream. Ice cream sandwich, normal ice like cream. Like, you could get King, King, Cones, King Cones for the rest of your life, a Ooh. Snickers ice cream bar, Ooh. Chip Witch. Ooh. I, I, I'd yeah. probably just go with the fundamentally solid, always reliable bowl of chocolate ice cream. I respect that a lot. I think that's a great that's a great I know call. it's the boring Happy answer, but I think it's it's the logical one and it's the safest bet. I'm not far from you. My answer for this, Hagen Dazs makes like a chocolate peanut butter ice cream, so and I think that would have to be my choice. You can't beat chocolate ice cream. Even like the basic flavors. Like people people get distracted too easily. Vanilla ice cream is still like top notch. It's amazing. Oh, absolutely. Vanilla gets a, a bad rap because people like connotate, connotate vanilla with with boring. Vanilla is fine. Now, does, is vanilla ice cream better when you put a little chocolate syrup on it or some sprinkle? Absolutely. But by itself, it still stands the test of time. I agree with you. I, I'm actually proud of your answer there. Oh, I'm, thank I'm you. proud. Yeah, that was, I'm, oh, yeah I'm, I'm ready for yours. That, I'm ready for anything now after that. That uh, was great. Yeah, I think that was a very, both of us, very logical. That was like the most non-absurd answer <laughs> to an absurd question we've ever done. Um, if you could live in a fictional TV universe, 
but it has to be a sitcom. Home Improvement, Cheers, MASH, whatever. What would it be and why? Wow. Um, so this would have to take into effect, like, where they are. So, like, if I were like, yeah, I want to be, I want to live in Home Improvement, that would be like, yeah, I want to live in Detroit. Right. And you'd also have to function in the world with Tim Allen, and you'd have to find a role within that world. Okay, so I'd be a part of these people's lives. It wouldn't just, like, I wouldn't be an extra. No, no, you would have to be an actual part of these people's lives, yeah. Oh, man. That's what, uh, that, like, it kind of takes MASH off the table. Do you know what right. I mean? You don't want to live in that world. No, I don't think I would have said MASH anyway. What, what's your answer for this while I think about it? My gut reaction was cheers. Because, like, they just, <laughs> hang, they just hang out in a bar. But then I was like, no, I can't do that. So then it was scrubs, and I'm like, well, I'm not a doctor. And I'd be very poor in that area. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Seinfeld, but not for the reasons most people think. I think there's a weird curve in Seinfeld where you don't actually be good looking to date supermodels. These George and Jerry are, we're always dating very good looking women. So I'm going to pick that just because I'd have a better chance of dating Christina Ricci. Wow. I mean, I would think you'd want to live in LA if you wanted to date Christina Ricci. Well, no, but I just mean like theoretically speaking, like, I mean, nothing against George Costanza or Jerry Seinfeld, but neither of them are exactly lookers, but they're always dating, like, supermodel-quality women. Well, I mean, Jerry show. was, like, a rich, successful comedian. Not on the show, he wasn't. He was struggling in the beginning. Not struggling, but he, his apartment wasn't great. I mean, he, Joe, he lived on, like, the Upper West Side, so it didn't have to be great. What about George? Still. He didn't even, he lived with his parents. And then right, he, right. But George also, George wasn't getting, pulling the, the women that Jerry was, if we're going to be honest about it. Well, then, I, I don't know. Because, like, I thought about Friends as well, but that world is kind of creepy yeah. when you think about it. Um, I mean, it's most sitcom worlds have a delusional aspect to them. Like, where, like, especially like the family sitcoms where the dad's always, like, King of Queens. Like, how's Kevin James landing in that woman in real life? Right, um, right. Or, like, that's 99% of the family sitcoms is the dad is married way up. Because right. the dad... With not trying to throw a whole wet blanket over it, but because of how Hollywood was this is historically men driven, I guess is a lot of the comedies were based off a man a man's stand up comedian act. So the man's just going to be the stand up comedian guy who might or might not be looking good. So that they'll um, they'll cast a woman, and the woman's they're generally not casting average looking women. I guess you know what I mean. That's fair. Now, can I go, like, back in time for this? Oh, you can go way back. You can do Three Stooges. No, I get that. But in terms of, like, if I were to say, if I were to say Saved by the Bell, would that mean, like, 31-year-old Jared goes to Saved by the Bell? (laughs) Right. That's correct. You can't be a teenager. It's you now. So you'd be, like, a teacher or... Right. I get it. The guy that gave Jesse the (laughs) caffeine pills. Yeah. Or maybe I could be the, the old dude hitting on Kelly... Trying to get her to uh, smoke weed at a party. Creepy. What about that? Man- Wait, oh, Nano Tool was not a, a sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thinking of, I'm, oh, it, it's sitcoms, so I couldn't even say The Sopranos if I wanted to. No, no, because we did this similar question before. I think it was Video Game Universe last time. But I want to be very specific with the sitcom because there's too many good dramas that you'd want to live in where yeah. I think we could function well. Yeah, sitcoms very- actually make it harder for us because of. Like, everybody loves Raymond. Both of us would fit in well if we were sports writers. Right. But, but we'd, we be, side, be, we'd be side writer. characters. Right. We wouldn't be the sports writer. We'd be like, I don't know, I'd be a cop with with Robert or something, and that wouldn't be a whole lot of fun. Um, no, he's I a downer. 
he he's okay. I just don't really want to be a police officer. Um, I was thinking Sopranos until I realized that it had to be uh, a sitcom. So that kind of threw me off. It's really tough, man. It's really tough to to want to be in a sitcom. I mean, none of them like have glorious lives that I'd want to be a part of. Like that. That's what I'm thinking here. If I were to say everybody loves Raymond, it would be the idea that I'd be eating Italian food all the time because. Ooh. That's all they do in that show, I feel like, is eat Italian food. Um, What's your favorite sitcom of all time? It's probably Seinfeld, but I don't I don't really want to be in the Seinfeld world. You know? Yeah, it's not a very diverse it's, world, or that right. version of New York. I mean, that, that's the thing, though. At least it's like it's close to home, so I would be in New York. Well, I could do the, I could do the office, so I live close to Scranton. You don't want to live in the office, though. No, do you know how sick I'm tired of when I meet people from out of town, they're like, Oh, the office done my lifting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet you get that a lot. That's all you're ever going to get, by the way. So, congratulations. The show wasn't of- filmed here. The only thing that's ever filmed here was the open. There's no done really? lifting. Yeah, this is just the open. Wow, that's messed up, man. Uh, I'm I'm stalling dead here. I really wish I had a good answer. Um, it, it's just it's rough when you know you can't like go into the prime of the show. Rough. I, again, I don't mean to mention hang time again, but I'd love to go to hang time and be a Ooh, high school basketball Nice. Player. That's not a bad answer. You know what? I, if you could go back in time, i do step-by-step so I could try to date Alex. Wow. This is all women-driven for you. I'm kind of impressed and surprised at the same time. And disturbed? A little disturbed. Not not overly disturbed. But why, why do that? Why not just Why not go to a show where you could play a sport? Like I kind of feel like that might be the move. Well, because I can't play a sport. Like, I'd be very, I'd be a bad casting choice to be a basketball player. Wait, so then are, are we going to be our actual current now selves? Well, yeah, like, you're, you're not going to, like, go into the show and all of a sudden be, like, 40 pounds thinner and be able to have a 45-inch vertical. Well, that's disappointing. So you've got to kind of, like, fit yourself into that show. Like, the current version of you, Jared Mintz, onto whatever show. Like, that's why I thought Seinfeld would be good, because I, would, I wouldn't have to be a spectacular person. To do right. well on that show, like right. it kind of just be me, and probably do well. I feel it's, similar. It's, I feel the same about Friends. Same with Cheers, really. Like all those people. Like none of them had. I mean, Friends. They none of them had jobs half the time. They lived in these giant apartments. What right. is the cost of living in Friends? Seven dollars. Yeah, something like that. They Man. they really didn't do much. No, I mean Jennifer Aniston didn't work the first season. I think she was a stub barista. I mean, that's working. No, no, I know. But I mean, like, she lived off a barista salary while Monica was a short-order cook and Phoebe did whatever Phoebe did, and they had this giant apartment. Right. All right, so my answer is going to be the league here. I've been thinking about it, and I think that's where I fit the best. I don't know that that's necessarily a sitcom. I think it is. Is the league a sitcom? Never watched it. All right, well, I'm going to be in the league. What about The Simpsons? No, I don't want to be a Simpson. Family guy. I don't want to be in, no. I don't want to be in any cartoon. There isn't a cartoon that I think about that I want Captain Planet? No, change I don't, the world. You don't want to change the He-Man. I'm not trying to be confrontational and fight people, and I would have to in some of these sitcoms. You know, that's true. That's I'm just trying to live, hang out, play fantasy football. Do you have good jokes? Do I have good jokes? No, nah, I mean, like, you'd, if you're in a sitcom, you'd have to bring jokes. Yeah, I'd, I'd get a lot of laughs. I'd be good in a sitcom. <laughs> I'd be really good in a sitcom. I'd be that guy. Knock knock. No, no, <laughs> I, knock. I refuse to answer the door. I'm not home. Knock knock. Who's there? Orange. Orange you. Orange you glad you opened the door? Yeah. Thanks, man. You're draining the life out of me and our podcast. Dad jokes. 
Yeah, you do have. You need to make a segment of music for dad jokes and tell a new dad joke every episode. That was a really good absurd question. I'm disappointed I couldn't come up with a better answer. I made that absurd question up two seconds before you asked me. No, you you always do. I love that about you. It's really great. All right, I'm totally unprofessional, ill prepared, ill equipped. <laughs> You're the best. Don't you dare say that about my co-host. Anyway, I'm Jared. We thank you guys so much for listening. I think we're on normal schedule this week, right, Joe? Um, we are. Yeah, as far as I know. Great, so you're going to get a Friday show. It's been a while since we gave you guys a Friday show. But I'm Jared. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can find me on Twitter at Hoops. You can catch me writing at todaysfastbreak.com. Joe, tell the good people where they could find you. And while you're at it, shout out your website, man. Joe is the associate basketball editor for Today's You. And Today's You had some really big news last week. So, Joe, why don't you talk a little bit more about it? Sure. Um our college basketball section, I really believe that our college basketball section rivals pretty much every other as far as original quality content, interviews with coaches, features, players, yada, yada, yada. However, on it officially starting this past Saturday, John Rothstein is a member of today's U. He will be bringing his um, lengthy experience of reporting and breaking news to the team. So that's obviously a big gap for us. Um, his Rothstein files will be available today, which is Monday, as well as numerous other original content that I interviewed Jamil Warney about Pico and Rutgers, Kyle Kenson as a prologue on the season. Just go to today's you. Trust me, you won't be disappointed because it is the best college basketball website in the history of the earth. Um, and you can find me on the Twitters at Joseph Nardone, N-A-R-D-O-N-E. Uh, I write at today's fast break and the aforementioned today's you. And I hope everybody has a great Monday and don't text and drive. Whoop, whoop. Thanks for listening, Whoa! guys. See you later. All around me are familiar websites. Worn out clickbait. Worn out hot takes. Bright and early for the daily link dumps. No one's clicking, no one's clicking. Their pupils are filling up their pockets, but not for writers, not for writers. Hide my head, I want to do a slideshow. No tomorrow, no tomorrow. And I find it kind of funny, I find it kind of sad. The internet in which I'm worthless is the best I've ever had. I find it hard to tell you, I find it too hot to take. When people blog in circles, it's a very, very mad world.